that was just a Mobius strip of dumbassness that you just went through. <laughs> Another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we like to watch movies we loved in our youth and see if they're still any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. And this giggling bastard over here <laughs> is our good friend, Daleks Miller. Hello. Hey. Who I think is now back in tied position for most guests. Most Hell guests. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. For, who, who would, who's the other tied? Uh, Marissa, right? Oh. This is three She's for been, both of them. Right? I will destroy I, I her if it means twice. I can be most. <laughs> yeah, I think, this, I think this puts Dalek solidly puts in the Dalek lead. Yeah, I think she's All only right. been... Because she was I Jumanji and... Uh, something pretty recent. Um, uh, uh, the, the romantic movie. Yeah, the one that I like. <laughs> one, ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dalek is now going to start his list of ten things I will do to Marissa in order to be first. Yep. First of all, cancel her flight back. Cover, cover her in blood. <laughs> cover her in blood. <laughs> Done. Check. <laughs> Things got very heavy here. <laughs> You'll never leave Chicago, Marissa. She's in Chicago? <laughs> well, She's she leaving tonight. Is she partying We're going to Chicago on be. Friday. She will be. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Starting this off, I love good. it. I love it. I'm smiling. I don't I know it. anything about this movie. Was that a thing from this movie? No, that's no, from that's a little from movie s- called Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was Star a Yoda Wars. impression. Yeah, yeah. I didn't a little get bit that. of Frank Oz for you. you. Will be uh, easily the creepiest moment from any Star Wars movie. Oh ever. yeah, easily. Oh, yeah. I was it's like, fuck so yeah, I'm going to be afraid forever. I have nightmares because of Yoda. So this time around, we're going to watch it. Do you guys want to watch it? I'm ready to watch it. I'm ready to watch it. But what are we I'm watching, not, Nick? What is it? Yeah, we're going to watch it. <laughs> it feels like a who's on first What's on scenario. second? I don't know yeah. who's on third. Yeah. Yeah, so it was made in 1990. Wow. Just after the 80s. <laughs> <It was made laughs> yes, Dallas. Good barely. job. Well, it's funny because in my mind, I was like, yeah, it was solidly in the 80s. And I was... I was wrong. Well, the the cast is solidly in the eighties, definitely for sure. Definitely, is the production value solidly in the eighties? I think it might be due to the fact that it was a TV miniseries, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, have you in- seen the trailer? The trailer is very eighties. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer, but I tell you what, I have seen. I saw this original broadcast on television. Wow, Damn, son. Yeah. So yeah, this t- kind of jumped the gun on expectations here. Like, yeah, this. I think this is great, but it is TV movie, TV miniseries production. Level. What network? And not your cable miniseries. It was one of the big three. I, okay, I was going to say, like, the network, I, I feel like, sets kind of an expectation on its own. Yeah. <laughs> who, and it wasn't, I know, because Fox was still fairly new to the game. Yeah. It wasn't them. This is 1990s, so it's ABC, NBC, or CBS. And if, if it God, was really the 90s when it aired, they probably did shoot it in the 80s, right? Well, oh, technically, really, yeah. probably, yes. Yeah. Yeah. CW's it. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, that might be the new movie that we're getting, actually. So this, of course, is based off of a Stephen King book. And I wanted to talk a little bit about Mr. King. And, yes. and Daleks and I were talking a little bit about Mr. King Indeed. before we started recording. We're both huge fans. Absolutely. Ash, Big time. you've read how many Stephen King books? Zero. Mm, that's Z- unfortunate. Yeah. It's just but I like enough. that Shining movie. <laughs> the Shining? Yeah. The movie Which is the shine. one that he hates probably the most. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh 
But I, not the book, the movie. You yeah, said he his, hates his, the movie. Yeah. Well, he's, I wrote this book and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, fuck this book forever. No, I was talking with Nick about this and we hadn't actually fully delved into uh, the details of what I read. But in a Rolling Stone article from about three years ago, uh, the interviewer asked him about you know the kind of discrepancy that he feels exists between the movies and the books. And I thought he brought up great points. And yes, there is a cult of interest around Stanley Kubrick's work in general, but specifically The Shining. Um, but Stephen brought up good points that he's like, it's fairly like, like I, I wanted to see somebody turn into a crazy person. And Jack Nicholson's yeah, crazy. You, you don't cast Jack Nicholson to, to become be, right. crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was like, that's a really good point. He's like, it's really fairly misogynistic. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Shirley Lang is pretty much like a wet towel that gets thrown around. Uh, well, apparently that's what Kubrick did to her anyway. Yeah, he was he was historically not very nice in treatment of her, uh, yeah. which sucks. Shelley Long. Lang. What was her name? Long. Oh, Shelley Long. No, that's not Shelley Long. No, it's no. Uh, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Right? Oh. Are my... Right, I'm looking this up. I'm sorry. You say a name, it it's sounds wrong. Right. It's it's close enough, but yeah. still horribly wrong. Anyway, and then he brought up the point of the ending is so different because yeah. in the ending of his novel, it, spoiler alert. I mean, fucking read the book, guys. <laughs> um, it goes up in flames, and at the end of Kubrick's novel, we see just this cold, frigid, you know, uh, frozen Jack. And it's it's interesting that he brought up those points, but I he got extra bonus points for Jack pointing Frost. out. Frost. <laughs> uh, you guys tried at Jack in the Box a new Frozen Jack? <laughs> frozen Jack. <laughs> anyway, he got points for pointing out the misogyny, and I I was like, you know what, Stephen King, I freaking like you. You're a good person. Also, follow him on Twitter. He has a lot of great things to say about our quote-unquote president. And mm. first, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Second, oh. if you do like the book and you want to see a movie version of that, they did a TV miniseries mm-hmm. much like it. They did a TV miniseries of The Shining with Steven Weber a few yep. years after it. Who, oddly enough, uh, is narrating the audiobook of it that I've been listening to for about a year. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's a really big. Thing. Have you seen that documentary about The Shining? Not okay. to go off on too much of a tangent. Yeah, room two. It's. I like that they, Stephen actually addressed this in this article too. He's like, I. He honestly, he watched it for longer than I did. He's like, I gave it about thirty minutes, and then I was so, I was so bored and furi- infuriated by it that I turned it off. I was like, I didn't even get fifteen minutes into it. Me that. too. Yeah, I watched like the first ten minutes, and at first, at first, I was like, okay, interesting. And then they started getting into the whole like this movie is about the oppression of the Native Americans, and because I was like, you, can see it on you the are really labels. reaching. Yeah, they like. Uh, yeah, I hate stuff like that. They're yeah, just pretty really much garbage. Reaching. I mean, not that you know. It's just that I'm. Sh- there, I'm sure there's interesting points in the documentary. Yeah, fun but... to be had in this movie without finding deeper meaning that's not actually there. And who knows? It's Kubrick. Maybe there is deeper meaning, but like. Good luck. They're like, because there's all this Native American artwork on the walls. And I'm like, well, maybe that was just the location because it's a lodge in the hills, like in the mountain. In the middle of nowhere, Colorado. (laughs) And and then the the best part was there's one scene where they're like, there's a bunch of cans behind Jack and they're all turned so that you can't read the label except for like one or two. And I was like, that's just what they do when they film. Like they just turn the labels guys. Like you're reading too much into this. Which one of the cans was played by John Benjamin? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, his, his earliest role, (laughs) his earliest can. So Brett and Sam, what's your relationship with Mr. King? 
I like the shining. <laughs> nice. So you, so you haven't read a lot of his books? No, I haven't Have read, read any. I don't do well with horror, guys. Oh, right. I haven't really thought about that. So remember Just Buckle that- up. You're in for a real ride tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'll get to that later. Um, so remember that edit that was going around YouTube where somebody recut The Shining to look like a happy thing? Uh, yes. The trailer. Yeah. Brett Shining. Sh- yes. Brett showed that to me and I was like, that looks like an adorable movie. Let's watch it. Oh, and well, I, Brett, you let her continue to think that. Wow, no, you he could not hold it together for very long because oh, he thought for man. sure I knew what it was. And How did you never hear of The Shining? Wow. And that wasn't that long ago, guys. Oh, I mean, boy. even the title, you know, you like could misconstrue The, the Shining. shining. Yeah. They were all happy and shining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my relationship there. I think that sums it up pretty well. Wow. But did you like it when you saw oh, it? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was okay. great. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, but, Brad? Have you read Stephen King? Um, so I may have uh, said before that my favorite book series is the uh, novelization of the film The Dark Tower. <laughs> okay. Man, that's an interesting it's way to look at it. how they stretched eight books out of one movie. Isn't that amazing? I know, I know. When so, you haven't even seen the movie yet? Yeah, they t- they, I, I they took a lot the of those background elements oh, really? and wrote I've whole books I've never read the it. books. Oh, did it come out? I, I just yeah. got back from Japan. I have no idea what's happening in the yes, world. Yes, it came out. Okay. Yeah. It's supposedly I, horrible. I oh, enjoyed that's a bummer. it. Having never read the books, I enjoyed it. Yep. And, and Luna explained to me that there's something in the books that makes it okay for the movie to be so different. Okay. That I can't really get into. Hmm. My thought is is that the the movie was pretty great. Uh, and I read the books, and I love the books, and... I think people who read the books are the ones complaining about it because it's like every single scene in the movie, every new location they go to has a cooler story than the movie told. But that's fair. Like a lot of times I read a book, see the movie and I want to complain because the thing I loved isn't there. Yeah. And it's, it's, this was like, um, there's a whole book about one of the locations that they just walk by in the movie. And it's like one of my favorite stories in the series. And it's just like, wow, you guys just walked by that and you're not even going to go. Okay, whatever. Uh, But the story they told is pretty good anyway. uh, I think it maybe is a little hard to follow because they use a lot of the the words from the book. Oh yeah, <laughs> without explaining them up. all in scope. Yeah, and but it's it's super tight. Like there's n- it's the main plot and nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was a pretty good adventure. Yeah. I want to know what they had to do in editing to make that story work because that movie was only an hour and a half. What? Wow. Yeah, and it was the entire series. No, that's not even possible. I think they had to do some magic it's of editing. Cliff notes. I was listening to Edgar Wright talk on the Nerdist recently, and he was talking about how in uh, Fistful of Fingers they didn't have; they only had like seventy minutes of raw footage. Wow! And that he realized he had to like do some creative things to stretch it. And so apparently, I haven't seen the movie, but he was talking about how apparently there's an entire scene in the dark. So like he has two characters put out a campfire and then they just recorded audio of them continuing to talk in the dark what? to like, he got we away with black frames. Yeah. Crazy. Right. I have this movie. If we want to watch it, I do want to watch it. Okay. We should do it. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't quite finish, but uh, the, that series of uh, the dark tower is nothing like anything else King has written. And, 
Uh, it's not horror. I, I tried to read The Dark Tower, and I would agree. If you if you started, it, you started. You read the first one, Gunslinger. And I didn't finish it. Yeah, because it sucks. Um, I hear you have to get through the first book. <laughs> yeah, actually, and then I just get better. thirty pages into that book. It's it's it's, rough. it's I, well, super rough. He I wrote it when he was nineteen. Are, yeah, and I heard those are unedited. Like that's just he just put Stream that stuff of consciousness writing. Yeah. No, I haven't read it. But Bryce tells but me. But I've got opinions. <laughs> but Bryce is reading the series, and he tells me that, especially in the first books, he he spends an awful lot of time describing people's crotches. What? Well, yeah. I found he spends There's a lot of time that. describing everything, everything, and yeah. just everything. got bored. Yeah, um, yeah. the The first book is super dry, and it's. I think it's just required reading for the rest of the series, mm. but I think it really picks up around like three and four and five are really great. And worth that, worth that the track. Whenever I talk about Agents of Shield, I'm like, it's such a good show. The first 17 episodes are terrible. <laughs> you got to get through that. But then it's such a good show. I've heard people say that about Buffy too. Like the first oh, the first season. season's yeah, terrible. First season's pretty rocky. I've read like two of the horror books when I was really young, and I don't remember much. And I've seen bits and pieces of this TV series. Oh, you've seen bits of this bits. Okay, uh, and it was not bites as a as as a youngin. Uh, I recall being like, "This is slow," and pink, and turned oh, it off. I think we can say it's scary. I don't know. I was, yeah, I was expecting that. Shit did not scare me. I don't know. <laughs> I was scary. I just, I have doubts about that. Um, Clowns weren't scary for me. See, that's a refreshing thing to hear. As somebody who has a been a clown in his life and likes clowns, I this this piece of work is responsible for so much damage in the psyche of our generation. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, yeah. that's actually didn't great. Help either. All I, those creepy clown paintings. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, but they weren't intended to be creepy. They just turned out to be creepy. <laughs> I think you should try. I don't know if it's possible. But try to approach this story from a mentality of a world where clowns are not scary. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'd like to think, and I can't back this up, but I'd like to think this movie first posited the theory mm-hmm. that clowns could be scary. Yeah. So, uh, I when was Killer right. Clowns? After. Yeah. Uh, this book yeah. might have been late seventies, early eighties. Oh, okay, the book. Yeah, the book. Yeah, I, see, I think it was before his cocaine addiction, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Pre or post coke? Yeah, I don't know. So, Ash, you posted something on Twitter. I did. Yeah. If if this were a a book podcast, what Stephen King books should we check out? Pet Cemetery. Yeah, <laughs> you would want to go back and read Pet Cemetery. I, um, I, I think that was one of the ones I read, and I remember liking it. And I don't remember a lot else about it. Yeah. <laughs> Salem's Lot is honestly one of my favorite books of all time. Okay. And I don't usually – here's the thing I kind of grow to f- – is a frustration about authors sometimes is when they write about writers. I'm like, really? You couldn't do anything? Oh, that's all Stephen King does. I know. All of and his I, characters are writers. I forgive him for it every time. <laughs> and I love Salem's right, Lot. And it it breaks my number one rule right off the bat. For me, it would be Green Mile. I had mm. such joy. Yeah. He I don't know. yeah, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Oh, wow. So then you guys probably don't know how he published it. And this was brilliant. It was six separate tiny books. Yep. Oh. It was like the comic book publishing model. All stretched so, out yeah. along a mile, and you had to go pick them up. <laughs> well, that's how Les Mis came out, too. Well, it's oh. how, like, Sherlock Holmes books came out, mm-hmm. you know? It, it's like, and I had so much fun. It's like, oh, Stephen King's writing a new book, and I can read part of it now, and then I had to wait. And of course, it's like a TV miniseries. They leave you hanging. Yeah. It's like one of his few movies or one of his few books that didn't become a TV miniseries. Right. It would have been perfect for it. 
But I love that waiting like a month or two for the next book. And then you'd see it in the grocery store again and be like, oh, time to pick that sucker Oh, I was in the bookstore on the day. (laughs) I was there, man. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Did Twitter people have thoughts about? Yeah, so the Matt Lee uh, said, desperation, it's brilliant, Hmm. which I... Can't help you out here because again, I, I haven't read think, any yeah, of them. I don't remember. I honestly don't yeah, remember. I, I, th- I want to say that's one of the newer ones. And Ralph had a really interesting um, one. He said, "Rage." The only book he says he wishes he never wrote. He Whoa. said he wrote, read it in high school. But yeah, Rage. I don't know. I haven't heard of that one either. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's funny. I've definitely heard of Desperation. I just can't place the story. So yeah, and I've read a bunch of Stephen King, but not all of it like there's so much there yeah i i when i was growing up i basically stuck to the like the you know the big mile markers cujo pet cemetery salem's lot tried it uh, cujo and the three strings or two strings (laughs) (laughs) that's not i didn't know he wrote that one that would be an awesome movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) fucking just an angry guitar playing dog So we're dealing with a TV miniseries here that was broadcast in two parts. So it's a grand total of about three hours. So you're welcome. We're welcome. We watched this for you. Um, Directed by a guy named Tommy Lee Wallace, who did a bunch of TV um, and some sequels to horror movies. He did Fright Night 2, Halloween (laughs) 3. That's who we're dealing with. But our cast is interesting. Um, Richard Thomas was John Boy Walton from The Waltons. Yep, John Boy. Back in the day. Who I've seen on Broadway. Still a very great actor. And I guess he's on The Americans, but I haven't watched it. I, I don't watch it either. Um, Annette O'Toole is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, she was uh, Lana Lang in Superman 3, um, and she was in 48 Hours. And it seems like she's been kind of like revisiting her own career, because then she was in Smallville, going back to <laughs> Superman. And then she was in 11-22-63, going back to oh, Stephen sure. King's death. Yeah. Um, Eleven twenty two sixty three was another Hulu series, King, wasn't it? Series only on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. With, With Franco, James. Yes, Franco. Yeah, yeah. James Franco. Yeah. What if you could travel back in time and prevent the Kennedy, Kennedy assassination? Oh yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I I really liked it. I got kind of bored. Um, but we've got two uh, sitcom actors yep. in this. Um, Harry Anderson was a stand-up comedian and then was famous for Night, Night Court. Court. Yeah. Judge Harry on Night mm-hmm. Court. And John Ritter, our buddy from Three's Company, yeah. and later JD's father on Scrubs. Oh, right. right. Well, he was also on uh, that ABC series, uh, Ten Rules for or, Rules for Dating My Teenage, my teenage Daughter. Wasn't that him? I I believe you if you tell me. I think it was. Yeah, I can't confirm that. There's so, no way we'll ever know. Never. It's, yeah, it's unknowable information. Yep. So it's it's interesting. These were you know sitcom actors. Who I guess got tapped for this TV miniseries. Yeah. I kind of remember Harry Anderson being awesome in this. He is. I thought he was great in it. Yeah. A um, little bit funny, but not so funny. But he, he, the funny thing is, is, these characters, they have a levity to them, despite the fact that, like, at least from the book standpoint, despite the fact that it's so, you know, horror based and stuff, it's like he wrote funny, interesting people, you know? And I think that that was necessary in the casting part. Yeah. And then we have a whole cast of kids. The only one I think you'll recognize is Jonathan Brandis. Um, hello, Seth Green. 
Seth Green is are in you this? Are you kidding me? Seth Green? You don't remember Seth Green? I no. don't. Yeah, he's in it. This was before I knew <laughs> Seth Green. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. You will okay. remember Jonathan Brandis, but Damn you'll it. also definitely remember the little redhead. Shouldn't, shouldn't have said Seth Green, because now Sam's going to be like so fun. pulling, I'm pulling not gonna punches because she works work. for him. Oh, you do? Oh, neat. Uh, he, is he a scary person? No, he's oh, okay. adorable. He's one of the he's kids. Great. Right? Okay. Yeah, okay. he's great. This is yeah. pre X Files, pre everything. He was in X Files. Uh, <laughs> Holy oh shit! My God. Yeah, he was in. Um, there's a I lot of a awesome lot. movies and TV shows that have scary things or aliens that you've missed. That the rest of the world marches. Actually, on. I loved his episode X Files. He played this stoner that was sneaking into like an Air Force base. He's awesome. Okay, okay, he was in one episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you were like. I think it was like season one too. It, it like I believe it was. I believe it was. You're telling one. me Seth Green played a stoner. I just can't I just, believe it. Believe Reaching. me for a second. Reaching. Go with me for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I think we've got a pretty good cast for this caliber of production. Yeah. You know, some some fun people. Um. So what are we expecting here, Sam? Are you going to be okay? No, I'm <laughs> not. I am not going to be okay, guys. I told my carpool buddy that I was watching this, and she was like, you're never going to be able to leave your shower curtain closed. Oh, you're never going to be able to walk by a sewer vent thingy and just give up on life after watching this movie because oh, I am traumatized as an adult, and I watched it as a kid. Excellent. So that's my expectation. Oh, boy. And... I can't say I'm looking forward to this experience. I'm You're making me look, you. look forward to it more. I yeah. know. Yeah, just watching you. Yeah, I'm just going to watch you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm scared <laughs> of. Wow. What do you think, Brad? Well, well, <laughs> there's 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 two pieces of of the Stephen King thing for me. One is all of my memories of the TV stuff I've seen of his, all the all the TV series. I kind of always get that feeling like this is going on too long mm. and this is a three hour thing and I'm almost positive at some point I'm going to just be like, this needs to end. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is and that then Brett will Stephen... throw his microphone into the TV. <laughs> there is that Stephen like that King TV. quality. It's, it's a deliberate pacing that's mm. too deliberate for me sometimes. Um, but but there's a lot of story here, so I'm hoping it keeps your attention. This is the this is the other part is Stephen King books are and and the stories, even the slow stuff is way fun to remember because mm-hmm. the stories are actually really good, and yeah. uh, I, I think that's really what I'm looking forward to is just getting that whole picture again. And uh, yeah, I like I, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like it. Um, I just hope it's not boring. (laughs) As much as I love Stephen King, there are a good amount of books and TV series that I've bailed on for those reasons. Like Under the Dome, I bailed on the book and the TV series. I just couldn't take it. So I hope this isn't that for you. (laughs) Well, I can't leave. (laughs) You stuck. Well, let me throw my expectations here, which are... I remember really, really liking this, both the book and this TV miniseries. But I read the book at, at, at least 20 years ago. So it's been a long time, and I don't have a good memory. And I, you know, I bought this DVD when the DVD came out, and I don't think I've watched it since. <laughs> well, you lent it to me for like years, and I never and watched it. never watched it. This <laughs> has only been in a player once, ever. <laughs> yeah, but... 
for a TV miniseries, sorry, Sam, I remember it being pretty scary. Yeah, I and, know. And pretty on I believe you. Yeah. I wish I didn't. So, I don't. <laughs> and, and that's fair too, Ash, because I could be wrong because this was 1990 me being afraid of this. Yeah. yeah. It could fall flat hard. Please, and I'm hoping it please doesn't. Please let it be the case. So I'm I'm very optimistic. I'm locked in for lots of nostalgia here, if nothing else. And I'm hoping it's You're scary. nostalgic for killer clowns? Only one. It's more than just a clown. Yeah. Yes. And leave that yeah. A serial there. killer clown, I'm guessing. So, Ash, what do you expect? <laughs> I, um... I think I would have had higher expectations had I not seen the original trailer. And the original trailer, <laughs> I watched it with Dallas and Brett, actually. Did I? I think I did. Didn't we yeah. watch it? Yeah, yeah we looked yeah, it up. Remember, old trailers suck. Old TV movie trailers suck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. new trailers suck. All trailers suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it it just looked really dated like to the point where i just don't think that i'm gonna find it scary i'm gonna find it funny i think unintentionally so isn't there one thing about this that you would be thrilled about that i'm just now remembering i forgot to mention that tim curry is in it and i that's my man my man tim curry enjoy the tim curry oh i am definitely going to enjoy the tim curry i just think i'm going to enjoy it not in the way that it's intended. Okay. Um, Can't believe I forgot about Tim. Curry. I, know. I know. I was going to call you out on that, but I was letting it slide. Come at me swinging, man. <laughs> come at me, bro. Um, so I, I'll be surprised if I find it scary. I feel like for me, it's going to be like Nightmare on Elm Street. I did not find Nightmare on Elm Street scary at all because I didn't grow up watching it and I saw it, you know, modern daytime and. I just thought it was laughable, like some of the the prosthetics and effects. And so I think it's going to be that for me. I will say, I made you watch Nightmare. Yeah. I love that movie. I love the story. I love the mythology. Not particularly scary. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. This is. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm interested to see what all of the t-shirts in high school that said I'm afraid of clowns were about. So. Okay. Now, Daleks, I want you to finish us off with your expectations. Cool. Before I do that, does anybody have thoughts about the new movie? This podcast will drop, I believe, September 9th. September 8th is when the new movie comes mm-hmm. out. I am very excited for the new movie. Yeah. I, I actually, I you know, I'm not even, I, like I said, I've never read the book, never seen this movie, but the trailer for the new movie just looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and I think the movie is half of the story we're Correct. about to see. Yes. We'll I think it is that. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I'm not sure yeah, what they're doing. Let's get into that after yeah. you see the thing. So, Daleks, yes. thoughts? New movie, this one, whatever. What are um, we getting into? New movie is going to be great. I Here's the funny thing with remaking something. you There has to be a need. And for a long time, I didn't see a need to remake this, but I will say that who they have playing Pennywise, despite probably a lot of people's like ideas about it, I think couldn't be more perfect. Mm. And the isn't he from American Horror wait, Story? Who is it? Uh, it's one of those Scars guards. I don't remember which one. Yeah, it's Alex. Oh. Maybe he's the one from True Blood. Alexander True Blood. Maybe? That's really it. the hot one. I know, right? <laughs> and everybody would be like, "That can't be." But then when you 
when you like, see the you're gonna Jacob, watch this movie though, like I'm scared, but I really want to fuck this clown. <laughs> <laughs> But like the per, like the whole design. Makes you of look at they, uh, great different. Whole life. Yeah, man, I'm gonna fuck that clown so hard. On a big old red bush in my face. Oh. <laughs> not rainbow, not rainbow. What, what I wouldn't give for a squeaky horn right now. <laughs> Add it in post. Uh, I was just saying, Brett will handle that. Um, no, but I think it was the right time, uh, especially given the success of uh, Stranger Things. This is the right time for a remake to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I also applaud them for making a little tweak and setting it in the 80s versus like going all the way back to like the 60s or the 50s when the original was set in uh, because it makes it more relevant to the audience, I think. So mm. that minor twist will, will I think will help. Uh, this one I love. I'll be honest. I watched it recently. I like put it in after a long day of work and kind of fell asleep to it. This is what you fall asleep to. I know. I know. It, you're... Honestly, but you have met Daleks before, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's a weird motherfucker. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm in the same boat. I have a lot of nostalgia wrapped around it, and uh, I absolutely adore uh, Tim Curry. If we could like copy and paste him into the new movie in a new way, I would have been fine with that. But I think who they have doing Pennywise is going to be just fine. Um, but yeah, and also like yeah, between the kids and also the adult versions of them. It's you have just such a wonderful as we were talking about, like kind of uh, array of of different talented actors of the time. So it works. It works for me. Right on. Well, we'll see if it still works. Yeah. In about three hours. So <laughs> you can find it on uh, the iTunes find store what? and the Google Play Store. <laughs> find uh, it and, and on DVD, but it's not I on Netflix or anything. Um, and we're going to dive right in, man. We're going to watch the whole TV miniseries, all 187 minutes of it. We got some pizzas on the way. Actually, they might have just arrived. And uh, so you might want to check it out. And we'll talk again after we watch it. Okay, with five minutes on the clock, and the clock is running, and I will cut you off, we are now halfway through it. So, what do we think? Oh, it's a charming kid story. Yeah. Really beautiful. (laughs) Charming. Charming? Uh, In the infamous words of Bell Chuggins. (laughs) Is his last name Huggins? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, there's so much detail in the book that you're missing. Yeah, it sucks that you guys don't know about it. But it's too long to... Explain. Oh my god! <laughs> I will say I'm going to make a prediction right now that uh, Seth Green is the best thing in this movie so far. <laughs> Maybe the best actor. Is that a for prediction? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Don't I mean, it's still going. It's still going. Oh. I got to give it up. Actually, Daleks. Oh no, I'm sorry. Daleks. The the nobody kitty- likes it when the kid does it in the movie either. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great to listen to on. The podcast. Uh, the the kid that plays Ben Hands comes pretty good too, though. Yeah, it was bugging me, and I thought he looks a lot like uh, Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was like where do I remember him from? I've seen him as an adult. I think I remember him from this. Yeah, this is why he's familiar. Yeah, that's probably right. I had this weird moment during that sewer scene, and where I could just 
only hear Nigel Thornberry harassing those children. Yes! <laughs> it's his laugh. <laughs> it's his laugh. It's like, oh my god. Oh, I yes. forgot that he, he was the voice of He's Nigel. He's the voice of yeah. Nigel. Now, we should clarify that, I don't know if we clarified, we've only watched the first half. Yes, this is intermission. We've only watched the first half. This is, we're not done yet. Oh boy. But yes, he was Nigel Thornberry. That laugh. That's so funny. It's, I mean, he did so much. He was also, um, the, what was the villain in Reboot? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's done so much voice work. Wait, what villain what? in Reboot? The villain. In, the, the guy that was, the you know, villain. there was Hack and Slash, the two. Um, oh, that Sam. Wasn't, that was Sam, your face was right now. How are you doing, that was, Sam? I was fine until that That's last That's why they stopped scene. Reboot. Which one? Where they pulled the kid down the pipe? Maybe it was some other megabyte scene. No. Megabyte? Oh, that yeah, that scene when he folded no. the kid in half. I was like, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. and then no, the scene where he came after the adult Stan. You think the clown came after? I think Stan killed himself. I think Stan just killed himself. Yeah, he Stan can't a- bear the idea of going back to Derry. Yeah. Oh, I thought the clown got him. Now I'm less scared. Yeah, he was lactose and oh. <laughs> Like, well, he I guess really, I made you feel better. That wasn't really the goal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, think about man. it. Like the Pennywise isn't going to put it on the wall. It was him being like, I don't know. I mean, it's a storytelling device too, but. Yeah. You know. But why? Okay. But if why? he, and I, I think he is supposed to, to have killed himself, but why draw it in blood on the wall? Because yeah. TV movie. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's goofy stuff that happens yeah. in TV. It was yeah. actually just the start of his suicide note, but <laughs> it's a long story why I've decided to kill myself. These oh, it's like the Monty Python joke. We're like yeah. oh. <laughs> so what's bugging me so far is you know how sometimes you see movies where people are supposed to be teenagers, but the actor is clearly 25. <laughs> Who's who's 25? Well, it's bugging me that there's a 10-year-old in this movie, and the actor is clearly 80 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the oldest child I've ever seen. And the person playing him as an adult looks younger than he does yeah, as a yeah. child. I feel like that kid wants the other kids to get off of his lawn. <laughs> I think he's got the Benjamin Button disease. I mean, he's his mom doesn't good. want him to get naked in front of other people, in case they see his, you know, white pubic hair, apparently. <laughs> Speaking of white hair. Really mandic. Like. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. The, uh, when, um, oh, what's that character's name? We Uh, only have five minutes, uh, Dolly. Hurry. Uh, 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 uh. No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh. Is it one of the kids? Pennywise, Ben, Bill, the stutter kid, the bad Beverly, Jeff Uh, Shitley. Jeff Shitley. <laughs> Jeff Shitley. When his hair goes white, I was like, what? I don't even remember that. It was going Super Saiyan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the light and everything. Yeah. He's insane in the book. That's in just the funny. membrane? Yes, exactly. Like, they've written the membrane. They've diagnosed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't actually see that kid die, right? Who, he, Belch? The white-haired kid. Oh, no, no, no. Shitley. He uh, just... We got about 17 seconds. What? What was that? No, I didn't want my phone to go to oh. sleep. You've got something important to say. You have to say it in 10 seconds. Okay, I think he's still alive. Nine seconds. Well, actually, toast six nope, seconds dude. now. Toast, kid's no. toast. Toast. You think he's dead? He's toast, toast, toast. Yeah. He's a, he's a bleached asshole. Oh. <laughs> Did you just say a chapped asshole? No, I said he's a bleached asshole. Oh, well. <laughs> Suddenly, Malfoy from Harry Potter makes so much more sense. Oh, Here's a transition. 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 Here
work's already done. I like your simple work. <laughs> so that was it. So that was the Stand By Me sequel. Yeah. Slash yeah. Alien. Yeah, I think we need to address the elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. I don't know if the elephant in the room is that that's still a lot from Stand By Me mm-hmm. or strangely the big chill. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. Yeah, it was kind of a big chill. Except they don't get stoned. Somebody dies and all these like 40-year-olds get back together. Mm, I haven't seen it. It was also, it really was a lot like Clue at the end there. It was like, there's a dead body in the parlor. And they're all running around the mansion. That was a lot like Stand By Me. Yeah. I mean, a lot like Stand By Me. (laughs) I I know... Nick, you probably haven't seen the trailer for Stranger Things season two. No. But, or no. Oh, no, I'm confusing this with the trailer for the new movie. It, never mind. Never mind. Well, I mean, I think the Stranger <laughs> Things comment is valid because we've always been saying that Stranger Things is stealing or paying homage to Spielberg and, and Spiel, mm-hmm. Spielberg and King. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So clearly this was a source material for Stranger Things. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to stare into his deadlights? I just, I don't know who he's looking at, but it feels like me. You know, does, does deadlights sound slightly sexual to you? <laughs> well, it's just like, if you think about it, it was really more like headlights because it was the spider thing's nipples they were looking into. It was just like, mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Entrance, Which egg sex. Entrancing does everyone tie with it its back into the sexual with the nipple comment there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The headlights were on. I have to say, I am so disappointed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just cut oh. right to the chase. There. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have been keeping that in Let's for three keep, hours. Keep the episode short. Oh boy. Uh, I just, you laughed I, the whole way through the movie. I, I was not scared once. We did get some good chuckles out of you. I thought. It felt like a parody to me, like especially the scene in the library where he's like telling the horrible dad jokes while he's trying to like talk to this other lady and like ignore him. And Pennywise is just like cracking these like awful dad jokes. It just felt like a a parody to me, like mm. a balloon pop like comes up and floats next to somebody and pops, and they're like, "Oh my god," you know. And it's it's just like so ridiculous. Like the popping the balloons in people's faces and they weren't moving. Yeah, like the only thing it's missing is like kitties and puppies to be scary. I don't know. It just well, <laughs> it's tough because you're not wrong at all. Um, you know, I, I said before, like I thought this was very scary, but it might fall flat. And I think I'm kind of in that same place. And it's tough. And Daleks, you're going to help us because you've read the book most recently. Yeah. But the book definitely feels way more solid. Yeah, and I think part of it, and the, yes, you're absolutely right. The book has more meat to it, and it, one thing that Stephen King, like the value in it, is is that he he creates things that he creates scary shit out of everyday stuff, and it's really hard to translate that to screen usually. I mean, The Birds is another example of a filmmaker doing that. Like, a bird is not normally scary. And I think there's a... I'm not... 
I don't fault Stephen King because I think I think uh, there's a lot of potential there, which is why I'm still personally excited for oh, the yeah. new movie. Mm-hmm. Same, but I think it was poorly executed. I agree. Yeah. I, the fault is clearly not in the source material. The fault here is the production value. Yeah, just the, the filmmaking. The writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did affect me as a what twelve year old or whatever I was. Mm-hmm. But now it just it feels very flimsy. It feels like a very flimsy production of a story that's got much more depth. Yep. And Sam, you were talking about like if this had better music, it would be a completely different story. Yeah, I said better I, sound effects and better music. Yeah, and I think, and I think better acting too. Yeah, the acting wasn't great. It's hard to blame the acting. I think it's like because it's TV and there's such a short turnaround. Exactly, yeah. such a short. If turnaround. you watch. Um, What's the Night Shyamalan movie, The Happening? Yeah. Those are not bad actors. No, it's But bad. they were Everything clearly else. not given enough time to rehearse those characters. And I feel like this was probably shot under the gun really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's because they came out of Canada. And Canada, this is at a time when Canadian actors Ouch. weren't at the same level. No, I'm just saying. Broke shade. They didn't Canada. have an arrow shooting there in every other CW show. That's a time. hot take from Dalek. <laughs> Fuck Canada. <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck Canadian actors. <laughs> Canada, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> keep making that delicious syrup. <laughs> Those kid actors weren't that bad, actually. Yeah. No, the kid, kid actors, actors weren't were that better bad. Yeah. yeah. The I, little... It feels like they spent more time with them. Jonathan Brandis was schmacting like crazy. He like oh, looked I, off... I was on board with him. <sighs> I, the scene that we had to watch over and over again really was annoying the piss out of me. Because mm-hmm. he'd look out in the middle of nowhere... And the, honestly, the first scene with Georgie, I was like, why are you acting like you know he's going to die? You're just giving him a boat. Yeah. You know? That's that's direction. Yeah, no, I know. That's not Brandis's fault. Well, and also writing. Like, why yeah. would you be like, be careful? Right. Like, why? Because you're you trying know? to heavy-handedly foreshadow to the yeah. audience. Yeah. But the, that's exactly what I'm talking about, though, Daleks. Like, more than just that character, did the super cheesy soap opera mm-hmm. staring off into the distance, the like, thing. smell the well, fart acting? Yes. <laughs> to be fair, that might have been fantastic acting, considering the whole town was it. They were all <laughs> spacing out. Because they were under the the control of this I crazy think, I thought that was so yeah, spider I don't know about hmm. that. But, but you know, I'm trying, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you might be the same filmmakers from Room 473. A little bit of a reach. Yeah. <laughs> the kid who played Ben, I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Seth Green was pretty Seth amazing. Green. Really good. Very, very good. I- Grounded work. Yeah. But, like, I've seen Annette O'Toole be fantastic, and she was not consistently fantastic in this. No. I feel was like she just was Was it the grown-up version? Yeah. Yeah. She and just what was... Why was she, like, making out with everybody? I don't know. That like, was, I was what so was that about? Especially as John Ritter, like, slowly became her clothes. Yeah. At the end of the movie. <laughs> like, he's... <laughs> He will not stop wrapping his arm around her. Using her as a human shield. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. He was just making me really uncomfortable. There's that really tense scene where where Bill turns the boat around and it goes back down the little thing. And if you look in the background, John Ritter is just gripping a netto tool. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to get into her skin. It's awkward. It's so gross. It's weird because, like, yeah, another thing that the book does that, you know, obviously they, they were not able to convey with the actors available was this, um, Bev's, <laughs> 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 yeah. Bev's like inability around. to find any like, 
um, like tr- worthy or trustworthy relationship. Like the relationship she leaves to come back to Derry felt really scary. Oh, that was the scary thing was in the, the movie. Well, it's even scarier in the book. Like oh. it paints her husband, uh, husband in the book as this really manipulative, like controlling aggressor. And this guy was just kind of like a sleaze. But and anyway. the relationship I, I, with her father, no, he, too, was pretty... Yeah. He was I think just, that's pretty like bad. a Stephen King hallmark, though, is the scariest thing is people. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And I think that's why, honestly, all of that aside, I could have still been on board with this film for all of that stuff. But I'm so disappointed that it ended up being a weird spider spider. crab spider alien thing crab people like let's talk about it yeah because was it a spider i don't know it did have it was technically a squid no i was gonna say it was a crawdad yeah i would i I would go with none of the above yeah it is it it had six it is an undefinable evil force that's been there for eternity then why did we have to define it in this weird form because yeah. it took on the shape that would scare them the most, and so it's a Bogart. I don't well, know that's that. a good. Uh, that's a Harry Potter reference. Okay, <laughs> and yeah, I think it is. But like, you never see the Bogart's real form. You just see what scares you. So like, oh yeah, yeah. In okay, my yeah. opinion, it would have been scarier to see them. Like, I would have felt more satisfied. I think to see them kill the clown. <laughs> I I disagree. Because I think it, the closest thing we got to the true form is the lights. Yeah. And that's why I really like when. But I, the scene I'm saying where I don't need a true form. And the lights flew across them in this weird, undefinable form. Yeah. That's the closest we ever got to it. Because then and you I feel can like fill in the blanks as it should be. It doesn't have a true form, it's just fear. Yeah. And it's yeah. just the whatever way they were you're going afraid with of. It, though, I feel like if they just killed the clown, that would have been a little anticlimactic too because like the first time they hit him in the head and it's like oh i'm glowing and like but like what if he just died and there's just like tim curry lying on the ground at the end you're just like oh we would have felt very very ineffective as well I well think. tell you yeah there wasn't really a good way out of this <laughs> no. i mean they was killing had... a crab beast by like indiana jones style pulling out its heart <laughs> effective i don't think no, so. it was fucking Definitely metal <laughs> if, they, if they had physically ripped open the clown to expose lights and torn that apart I would have been just as happy as what they See, did. See, I think yeah. that would have been better. I I, I think they're equal. Because it, it needs to be something that no person has ever seen or experienced or could fathom. Yeah. Like, it has to be that level of jarring. And if you ask Joel Silver, the scariest thing you can put on screen is, is a, a giant spider. Yeah. <laughs> but it just wasn't I mean, good. think about the stop motion and animation from Honey, We Shrunk the Kids yeah. and the spider. I'm, I'm not... Trying to say what they did in this movie was good. What I'm trying is to salvage the intent behind it, because there there is something much deeper to that that I feel like I got from the book. Yeah, from my hazy memories so, of the book. So maybe in the book it came across better, but to me, I was hoping for more based in like grounded in reality like more motivation for this character i was like maybe there was a circus in this town 200 years ago and this this crazy clown creature died and its ghost spirit is you know now taking revenge and like i guess i wanted a story more like that 
But I feel like this is a force that feeds off of the fears of its victims. Uh And Mm -hmm. once upon a time, 100 years ago, it saw, wow, some people are creeped out by clowns. I'm keeping that. And then when it killed Georgie, it said, wow, people are creeped out by this it floats concept. (sighs) And it clung on to that. So it finds things that really creeps people out and – Maybe the giant spider is one of them. Well, to me, actually, I thought it took on the form of a clown because it is inviting and it's something it can use to get what it wants. But if it's if it's a monster trying to hide as a clown to look inviting, it starts failing at that really quickly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because it can't contain how much it wants to scare people. Mm-hmm. So this is a question I have because I was – I feel like at, even after, at the end of it, after all the resolution, I'm a little – confused as to what the rules of the monster were Mm -hmm. uh you know i think coincidentally it's nightmare on elm street rules if you don't believe in it and you don't give it power it dies but doesn't the whole town not believe in it i i think the town is atrophied yeah i think this town subconsciously has like fully bought into it they just don't know about it Okay, because I, I kind of had this this thought that, like, the only thing that kept it alive for 30 years was that that one guy didn't move away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh well, interesting. If he moved away, it would have died. You know yeah. what? He addressed, like, that, that character addresses that in the book, where he's like, look around the table. Like, every single one of you has become successful in some way. Designer, architect, writer, you know, radio, uh, famous radio DJ. And look at me. I've got literally nothing. And I don't know. Yeah, it's like he. Yeah, like he is sort of like a an anchor for Pennywise. So it is his fault, is what you're saying. I, I, I like. I was like, you've all become very successful. Like you, you're you're a novelist who writes horror stories. You are incredibly successful and respected, and people love you. You're the best person in the world. And I peddle your wares at my library. Yeah, the glowing. I the glowing. That was that was a little dissatisfying. Oh yeah, the glowing. I don't I was, understand how does why Stephen King not take offense to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't understand why they all like forgot each other. Like I, they said they contradicted themselves because they said at one point they're like, oh, I, I, you know, that one guy's like, I even forgot I had a brother. But then at another point they said, as soon as I came into town, I couldn't remember anything. It's like, so is it being in the town or is it not being in the yeah, town? I don't understand. Sense. I felt like they had different experiences. It was weird that Eddie had a different experience from the others. Hmm. Yeah, I, that didn't make any sense. And also, I don't think is in line with how Stephen King wrote it because it was that the further they got away from it, the less they remembered. Because I think Pennywise needed them to not come back, and that's how he grew power, by them forgetting him and allowing him to sort of regenerate. At least that's what I think. So them all, yeah. all of them forgetting at the end means he's still not dead? Yeah. Well, we have a sequel. They, they pulled out a fake heart. Sequel. sequel. Is it a reboot? It's a reboot. It's a reboot. Yeah, the new movie uh, is like a re- new version of it. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> so I have a question. Um, Steven, you, are, you're listening to the show, right? Yeah. So, hey, Steven, <laughs> what 50s greaser kid hurt you? <laughs> are you okay, man? Like, there's some there's some pain in, in Stephen King's childhood. Also, Stephen, can we talk about asthma for a second? Because that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Water also, actually makes it better. He didn't have asthma, though. Yeah, he had placebo asthma. 
with asthma. We don't know, though, because everybody kept telling him that he didn't have asthma, but yet he was using water and it was working and making him better. So maybe he really did have asthma. I think it's safe to say that that was a device that a writer came up with that they did not do their research. They don't understand how asthma works at all. It works from a you know, heavy-handed storytelling mechanism. It's, it's mm-hmm. battleshipping. It's a like, little yeah. bit, yeah. People don't know how Battleshipping a medical condition. <laughs> yeah. So I, because um, there's obvious parallels here, and I've, I did some research, and I didn't get the answer I wanted, because to me, You're I mean. bad at research. I'm bad at research. Um, I got to just tweet Stephen King and ask him. Uh, maybe he'll respond. But, like, obviously, John Wayne Gacy is a pretty obvious parallel to Pennywise in modern day. Uh, and I was like, I wonder if that's where he drew some inspiration. And then mm-hmm. the only answer I got was, is that at one point he was living in Boulder, Colorado. He had an AMC Matador transmission fell out of it. And on the way back to the dealership, when it was repaired, he had this idea of a modern day troll story. Like he walked over some sort of like gray or drain or something. It was like, he, his like, boots were clicking in a way that he was like, oh, trip trapping over my whatever. And so he's like, he set out to tell a, tell a modern day troll story, huh. like the troll under the bridge or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's way different than what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I think the idea of like, hey, a crown, a clown would be a creepy bad guy. There's not a lot of stretch to that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like Sam when you notice the... Uh, Hello, my name is Bill Denborough. You killed my brother. Prepare yeah. to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Can we talk about all the hugging in this movie? Lots of hugging. There was so Lots much there, hugging. There was a lot of group love in here. The power of belief and friendship. Uh-huh. And group uh-huh. sex. Well, implied. implied. <laughs> Kissing every except guy except Except for that Eddie. one virgin guy. Fuck yeah. Him. Or don't fuck him. He's like, uh, guys, I just want to let you know, um, I've never had sex. And she's like, oh, that's too bad. Let's go inside. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm more bothered with like, hey, guys, before we go in there, I want to wrap up my character arc and just share a little exposition. Yeah, because I'm going to die. Completely pointless. <laughs> because he said, he's like, I've never had sex. I'm a virgin. And then immediately got crabbed. It really is a a very awkward conversation. It's like, okay, but we're going to go kill a monster? Maybe we don't need to talk about this right Right now. But they called it out, too. He was just like, okay, thanks for sharing. Yeah, grown-up Seth Green was like... I'm really glad that Harry Anderson was funny in this. Yeah. Hell yeah. Was he? I thought he was well, except for that nineteen when he wasn't funny. when he wasn't hamming it up. It was like the all the one off stuff was pretty pretty good. Him with those tennis rackets at the end, I was like, what were they even going for? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying he was the best, but no, he's no, no, a funny no. character. Not his fault. Tennis rackets was somebody else's dumbass idea. Yeah. Tennis rackets. Yeah. <laughs> so how about that? I I don't know which is worse, the ponytail. Uh, or mm. the leather string that he used to tie, to tie the it ponytail. Uh, like a part of me thinks he must have just been doing like some stage work or some period piece, and was like, "Guys, I'll do just your movie." Get it out of his face. But I just can't cut my hair because he's like, he's been. Oh, an, you mean the actor was? I doing think the, some. Yeah. I, in my heart, I want to believe that Richard wasn't like that was his style of the time. Yeah. I just, I truly want to believe that he had some commitment. 
that he could not cut his hair. Well, I was curious because, like, obviously he's supposed to be Stephen King, right? Like, he is kind of Stephen King embodied. Yeah, and that character's in, in the half movie, of Stephen King's books. Yes. Yeah. But, like, so I was wondering, did Stephen King have a ponytail? Is that... No. <laughs> no. He did have... Lo- he had more of, like, a mulletish thing at one point. I don't know that he ever had a m- ponytail. Because but- I was wondering if they were just trying to nod towards... I don't know. Mm. No, I think you're probably right, Dalek. It's, it reminds me of... I can't remember the actor's name who played the Joker in the Batman 66, the the, oh, the TV uh, Caesar. version. Caesar. Yeah. Um, I don't know Romero? I, maybe. I can't remember yeah. his last name. And he refused to shave his mustache. Oh, yeah. So they just put grease paint over his mustache. Oh, which no. always looked ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, that's what it was. Oh, no. Is that where that's from? <laughs> What's, What's that? from? That... That's why he always had that mustache. Yeah, because he refused to shave. Thought it was a purposeful style decision. It did kind of make the Joker extra creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like who puts makeup over a mustache? <laughs> yeah, like what? I've been you re- have larger issues to tackle. I've been rewatching The Office, and there's a Halloween episode where Creed comes dressed up as the Joker, and he's the most terrifying Joker I've ever <laughs> seen on screen. Yeah, I would <laughs> Creed was scary anyway. Don't you don't have to put. <laughs> Clown makeup on him. I read somewhere that most of the Creed stories were actually stories that, that the actor. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did I tell you I met him? He's real. I met that actor at like a benefit thing once in Ojai, and like um, he he was like telling me I had just seen the episode where he talks about being in a bluegrass band, and then I walk up and I was chatting up with him. And he was like telling me how he was in a bluegrass band with Ray Bradbury and it was like a benefit for Ray Bradbury or something. And I was like, this is so insane. And there was, this is true. (laughs) There was a snack table, you know, like with like fancy cheeses and stuff. And everybody was off with their wine. Nobody was at the table. He was just sitting there chowing down at the table, like true green style. It was, so great what the fuck (laughs) yeah it was amazing highlight so i haven't seen any trailers for the new movie what me neither but i I think there's an even newer one out and and there is yeah tell me if this is what's happening i feel like the first movie is the kids Mm -hmm. and if there's a second movie it's the adults yeah not that's not to say they won't intertwine them a little bit maybe but yes, the predominant narrative of book of <laughs> movie one is Which set in the 1980s with the kids. I would argue is the better way to tell the story because I found I'm curious to see it. Yeah. I found the first half of this film so boring. Like with the kids, was I'm, boring? no, with the the flashing back, the to flashing the back and forth oh, okay. because nothing was actually happening with the adults. Yeah, all and then we would finally, it was like playing Assassin's Creed, right? When you're in the Animus yeah. and you're like, "This is awesome," and then they pull you out and you're like, <laughs> "Son of a bitch!" Now I, I just, have to walk around an office. <laughs> I just want to get back to the awesome part. Yeah, uh, and and like, I feel like there could have been a more fleshed out story with the kids. That instead they sacrificed in order to have a more fleshed out story with the adults. But the kids was the more interesting thing to me because I like this idea. Like, I like the idea that the kids see the stuff that adults don't. And that felt more scary to me than the adults seeing balloons. You like Stand By Me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and and I I think that's this thing that I'm constantly talking about in this this show. It's 
the story told from the perspective of the children mm-hmm. and the horror story told from the perspective of the mm-hmm. children. Like you're talking about the adults don't understand. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. a second there, I thought you were going to say wish fulfillment. And I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. No. <laughs> no wish fulfillment. Like the scene where she brings them in and shows them the sink and she's like, oh my God, you see it too. Like yeah. that could be a really powerful scene. You know, if done a little bit better. Yeah, Yeah, it was like they didn't give it the time it deserved. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And those flashback transitions. Yeah. So bad. So this is why I am optimistic about a remake, because I think that structure is interesting. Um, But it's also why I didn't want to break this up and do two different episodes out of this. Because I do feel like what we just watched, you have to watch the whole package. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it just wouldn't have been a full story if we just broke it in half. Yeah. Well, I hope I been, didn't waste your time with all that. You definitely would have gotten different perspectives. I think part one would have been more optimistic, and then part two would have been like this horse shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all that aside, it actually kept my interest pretty damn well for being three hours long. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. There were a few slow bits. Yeah. But I never felt the way Brett said he was afraid of feeling. See? Oh, I hit that that point like minutes into act two. Me too. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, I totally see what you were talking about. I don't know. Lady Hawk, I think, felt longer. So you want to try a thousand page novel version of it? If if um, the the one guy was like, hey, like welcome to town. I've arranged dinner for all of us when we all get here. And then they cut to like after dinner and everyone's already there. And then cut straight to let's go monster hunting. Like, yeah, <laughs> we didn't need the I, montage of them drinking and enjoying them. That montage could have been instead of a montage of them just eating dinner. It could be a montage of them like. Getting back together and gearing up for a monster hunt. Yeah. Tonally, it was really off-putting because it just mm-hmm. it was so jarring that moment of them having that montage dinner. Because I was like, "The fuck! This well, is a different movie all of a sudden." Let me speak in defense of the montage, just to put it out there. I'm not saying I really feel like it should have been there, but we had a lot of very tender moments of them as kids together being happy. Yeah, and we needed to have that. As adults, it just I totally was, it was agree. a little jagged in terms of like the transition oh, yeah. into it. And yeah. the music was this movie was well executed. No, no, no. <laughs> I understand. I, just a word of defense for that. Yeah, I see. I see what they were trying to do. It just yeah. wasn't executed properly. Like yeah. it would but have it, been better to have those moments along the way instead of. But it felt like we went from the scariest, like it, Blair Witch, into. Wake me up before yeah. you go go, and I was like, "What? Yeah. No, yeah, that's all." But yes, I believe that we needed to have it because it's important that they all have that reuniting. Mm-hmm. But it just—it was not executed. At, at well, a, it was it, kind of like pitched as the, them being together was what made them powerful, mm-hmm. and but then. It, that should have been the the moment that saved the day, and in fact, that wasn't. It was was her face running off alone, sh- shooting the monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> like they had, we were down two people, and they just stormed in there, and she was like underhand shot. You know, yeah, and the, like the the. I, I think that's what it is, is once they were back in town and you had it, like, giving them spooky warning, it should have been, like, more scary all the time because it wants them the fuck out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it would have been more interesting if that Henry guy didn't die 
first off. Like if he killed yeah. one or two of them before yeah. they got that, like that was an interesting device. It yeah, just because that was like an a, a serious obstacle. Yeah. Like the first time, it felt like there was a real obstacle, and then it's like, well, it's over. And it was yeah. interesting that that Let's just it, leave him in the room. It was interesting <laughs> yeah, right? that like, it acknowledged what? that. Like, I need a real tangible living yeah. person on my side. I was like, this is interesting. Yeah. I, I like this. I like this idea of there being this physical agent for it. But then yeah. they just didn't That actually felt him. like a whole yeah. decade older was, than them, though. He was he Renfield. Did. Yeah. Dracula oh, needs a Renfield. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I, I did want to go back to the talking about that tonal shift from scary to happy out of nowhere. I think – it more gives me respect for the times I've seen that actually working. Because if you remember uh, uh, Stand By Me, because clearly that's the, the analogy here. Yeah. They, you well, know, this is the sequel, yeah. right? Yeah. They're in the junkyard and they have this very deep emotional conversation about how Corey Feldman's father is abusing them. Mm-hmm. Then, boom, next beat, they're having their montage, cooking hot dogs, talking about, you know, which flavor of Pez they prefer or, or whatever, what food they would have. And it was very tightly knit together, the really sad emotional stuff with the really happy group bonding stuff. This stuff can be executed properly when you've got a good director with more time to work with. Yeah, and it might honestly just be as simple as kids can do that. You can't just sit down with adults and be like, we're here to fight a fucking monster and I guess we should eat dinner first. And then no one's going to have a good time at that dinner. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think also Stand by Me um succeeds in that because it feels more grounded in like reality and yeah. this is like hey we're fighting a clown. You know, it's like I'm already not really taking this super seriously. You are so not taking I'm this I'm sorry. Seriously. I laughed through the a whole lot of thing. Like of literally from the first like 3 minutes. It was so funny. <laughs> I, I really feel like Ash really laughs at clowns. It works. I, do, yeah. <laughs> I really feel like there's a very different experience for people who've read the book and who haven't. Yeah. Because for me, seeing Georgie chasing that boat down the gutter is heart wrenching. That scene hurts. But you guys have never read the book. You see Tim Curry in the sewer in ridiculous yeah. grease paint, and it's hilarious. And I get that, but it's got a different weight. I think, yeah, yeah, and I I think also, uh, I think it also didn't feel scary to me because, I mean, number one, this movie is not lit like a horror film. It's not lit. Oh, it was done with a TV crew, no doubt. Yeah, Yeah. it is lit like a broad day comedy family sitcom. That's not helping it. And then also, I think the costume design isn't helping it either. You didn't like John Ritter's vest? <laughs> oh, that was rough. No, no, I mean, I mean, um, Tim Curry, you know, he like, there's the one part where he sprays him with the thing and his face starts melting and I was like, oh, now he looks scary. Yeah. And I, I also I thought, thought that the, the mummy Pennywise in the house was pretty scary. That was scary yeah. too. Yeah. But then the rest of the time, he just sort of looks like a normal clown and like, yeah. I would have really liked to see him like, go further and further into this like just demon looking so it clown. didn't work for you when he looked down they cut and then he looked up and he had razor teeth yeah that didn't work for you <laughs> no. yeah, but when the you can new, see the strings you're like uh, i'm yeah. not buying it <laughs> the new the new trailer though 
I think, you know, Tim Curry plays it as a very like happy laughing clown. And in the new trailer, it seems like they're taking a much more creepy approach and the clown is very deadpan. It's a, it's a, uh, the, the post Nolan effect is what it is. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) There's but, no, camp, camp is uh, the end a is sin first, nowadays. The is at the end. <laughs> Did you originate that term, or is that somebody else's work? I'm, I like it. I, there's it no way I made that up, but okay. I don't know where I got it from. <laughs> well, you, you can trademark it, and I won't tell. All right. <laughs> uh, but I think a lot of this comes back to... Uh, actually, I think my prediction was was correct at the beginning, which was... A lot of Stephen King stuff is more fun to think about yeah. than it is to go through the first time. It might be more fun to read than to actually see realized yeah. Yeah. as I a could visual see this artifact. Being much more powerful as a novel yeah. than you know, like the scenes like even the idea of them all being together and holding hands, I could see that working better yeah. in literature than it does like the visualization of, of a group of people holding hands and huddling together. It's not it just looks silly, you know? <laughs> and I'm, I'm stoked on the idea of, like, a monster living in the sewers under a town, like, abducting all the kids and, like, the adults are psychically unaware of it. Like, it's a cool idea. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, the movie didn't play it well. It is kind of interesting to think that on a movie TV budget, the concept that you get in the book is not going to be realized and the best you can do is have a creepy clown. And then people get caught up in this creepy clown. But best possible scenario in 1990 is to put Tim Curry in grease paint. Like they, <laughs> they really played the best hand they possibly could that's have played That's where there. their whole budget went. Yeah. Just to making sure that true. they secured the scariest motherfucking guy who's also charming. Yeah. It but didn't scary quite work, but that's the best play they had. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, and here we are, however many years later, talking about this damn movie. <laughs> Something so has pulled us all together here. It's I almost like feel closer to all later. of you. Twenty-seven. Years. You know, I couldn't remember any of your names before oh God, I came in this room. I think in the book was it twenty-six years? Twenty-five, twenty-six. Yeah, it's been twenty-seven years, you guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. So. So. So that was it. Yep. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not going to lie. It took me like four times for that joke to play in the movie before I was like, oh, I see what you did there, Nick. I thought you were just making a lame joke about always saying it, but making it sound like the sentence. But they actually did it like three or four times in the beginning of the movie. I guess they kind of did, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Sam, I want to hear your final thoughts. Was you scared? No, I wasn't. That's disappointing. I know. I mean, it's probably my fault. Yeah, Ash definitely helped save me from that a little bit. Honestly, I think you'll find that this is the case for most of the horror genre. None of it's Not really scary for Stranger Things, like unless it's gore, like I, gore horrors. I still find up. Blair Witch to be just, terrifying. Like I can still put that shit in and watch it, and I'm like, man, that's fucking scary. But that's about yeah. it. <laughs> there's, it. There's like few, uh, yeah. f- few and far between. Yeah. Yeah, Stranger Things, yeah. I was legitimately, like, creeped out. And, like, at night, I didn't sleep with my back to the edge of the bed sort of thing. Really? I didn't find Stranger Things scary at all. I mean, I wasn't, like, too terrified to watch it, but it definitely stuck with me. Because you don't have the walls that, like... F- not as much. 
bend out when you press on them. Our oh, house geez. is fucked up. That's what we've never seen. What? He's <laughs> making that, a bad joke. Is that joke. like the most nonchalant reaction to having a ghost in your house? Our house is totally fucked wait, up. Wait, you guys you know, don't have... He's got unfished business. You, you, you know? guys don't have hand walls? <laughs> Not in this apartment. Yeah, no, it didn't really scare me. I think I was kind of creeped out in after the first half. Up until the point where you guys told me that that guy killed himself, I thought it came up through his drain and killed him, and then wrote it in blood on the wall, and I was like, that's pretty creepy. It signed its work. Yeah. <laughs> this one's mine. Yeah. That would have been scarier, though. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, yeah. So yeah, I was it, very disappointed. It can't leave that town. Yeah. Well, I oh, thought really? it could, and I was like, damn, that's creepy. You're telling me it has death lights, and it's a crab creature, and it can fly around, and it can't leave this town? And it Why? itself the, the world eater? Or it something? did, it yeah. Itself, huh? yeah. And, mm-hmm. and child eater or something, yeah. I eat oh, worlds and children or and something like that. children, <laughs> it eats you up. <laughs> it's a child eater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Brett, how do you feel? How are your emotions? I think, just as a general recap, I, I didn't <laughs> like this. Um, I wanted well, I'm to. I'm glad it was three hours. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's. I will enjoy it later, and I, that's that's what it'll be. Is there's Reading the movie the the story. I don't think the movie's ever like the movie is irredeemable uh, <laughs> uh, as far as like because it, it wasn't because it, it wasn't scary. No, it wasn't and scary at all. That's really the only job it had. So I mean the new movie. <laughs> oh, the new movie. I don't know about the new movie. That uh, this the, the preview looked pretty scary for it. The trailer. I just hope that they don't still make it an alien in the end. Like I, I just I don't know. Are you sitting here thinking it's an alien? I, I do. Yeah. It's it looks like an alien to me. It's probably closer to like a demonic force. More yeah. like an old one. Yeah. Uh, I guess it just it just looked like a weird alien creature yeah. to me. But yeah, the new movie, I think this the new movie like, is going to be scarier specifically because of the whole, like, people don't do camp anymore. Yeah. So every got budget and time. And, and every scene with the, the, the clown is going to be, you know... Actually, at least maybe not scary, but full of menace, which this kind of lacked. It had small doses of it. Yeah, and when it was they, the couple they, scenes. Yeah, exactly. When there was sort of distance, not distance, but some sort of distance between. Again, you can't, the less that you show, the more powerful it is. I yeah, think that's like, always the way it is. The I think the most menacing scene is actually the one with the girl in the bathroom yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that bubble. And he's yeah. not in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you don't know what's down there. And then, yeah. like, that little girl saying, like, we're all floating. Oh, yeah. Like, clearly they can't show this in a TV movie, but a clown ripping a child's arm off through a sewer grate? Yeah, I think that's why I particularly didn't find it scary. Is anytime anybody died, the camera just kind of moved over them and they'd just fall backwards slowly and it'd be like, I guess I'm using my imagination here because you didn't shoot anything. Well, also, you can't show that on ABC. Yeah. (laughs) But did you notice later when they showed Ghost Georgie, he had one of the arm sleeves of his jacket was very limp? I did, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like he had no arm? Yeah, that's a little creepy. Yeah. Which is weird because if you think about it, G- 
ghost George should have just been an arm because that's the only part that the monster left with. Wow. What? Oh my god. It's just an arm and no body. It's <laughs> <laughs> me, Georgie. Was it, was it Ghost Georgie Nick, or was it it? For the if listeners, it was it. Nick did the, the puppet, puppet hand. He did puppet a hand hand. Puppet. Wow. Ash, help us. Give us your thoughts. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to help you. I'm kind of in agreement with uh, Brett here. I didn't really find it scary. In fact, I thought it was rather. I thought it was rather boring, and when it wasn't boring, I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Unintentionally so. It was like, it reminded me of watching, because in high school we used to watch these bad 80s films. I feel like this sets us up for laughing at a lot of horror movies, because that's all we did in high school. That's all we did in high school, is we would watch, like, you know, Carnosaur and shit like that, and just felt like I was watching Carnosaur again. Uh, Dead in Breakfast, which was awful. Oh, God, yeah. In high school, ours was Sleepaway Camp, that whole series. We would just watch and laugh at it. Oh, man. But I I think, to to leave it on a positive, though, I think there are nuggets of potential in this story, like in the story itself, that I think is can be very scary. And so I am very interested to see what they do with that in the new film, because I think the new film approaches it from a much more serious perspective than this did. So are you and I on kind of the same page that this is just not the right retelling of the story? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was preoccupied watching this movie because in the beginning we compared it to nightmare on Elm street. And I said that I like the story. I like the mythology of Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's not that scary. This would be better. And I was really struck by how much it was like Nightmare on Elm Street. Hmm. Interesting. I, and I actually think, uh, in comparison, I think Nightmare on Elm Street, for me, was scarier than this. Even though I laughed at Nightmare on Elm Street as well. <laughs> but, like, I think, for me, I guess... I liked this whole on Nightmare on Elm Street. The thing is, I that's scary is this whole cerebral idea of you fall asleep, and you know he can only get you in your sleep. And like, there's something so great about that. And I guess that's why with it, as soon as they give gave it this physical form that wasn't a scary clown or whatever, it you know wasn't some sort of shapeshifter thing it just completely took the power out of it for me. And it, it wasn't scary to me anymore, as opposed to if it was just shape-shifting, like, what if it was her dad at the end and she had to kill her dad? You know, like, what if it was shape-shifting between all these people mm-hmm. that 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 would have been so much scarier and yeah, powerful? it's weird, because they set it up, like, they had that line in there where it was like, you can only see what your minds can comprehend or whatever. Like, they were they were trying to set it up like... Even the spider wasn't the its final form. Yeah, but, uh, what I've been saying. Yeah, but I. Th- but it think felt it, like it was. It did. It yeah. really did. So here's where this concept worked. Funny enough, in a comedy form, Gozer. Oh wow! In Ghostbusters, <laughs> choose the form, and it right. becomes the Marshmallow Man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's where this concept worked mm-hmm. because it was played for laughs. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, again, though. It works in Harry Potter with Bogarts. Like yeah. ha- Harry Potter sets that up, and you you never need to see what what a Bogart really looks like. We never get to see that, 
but it, it's still an interesting, scary creature. Yeah. I just hit my mic. Sorry, Brett. It's thinking about it. I feel like a lot of you know unknowable monster kind of kind of genre stuff. Usually, they don't kill the monster. They like banish it or lock it away. Uh, and I feel like that kind of takes away from the whole story too that they killed. It. Yeah, that it's a physical thing that they yeah. can kill. Like that kind of bothers me too. As opposed to like Freddy Krueger, he's not a physical thing. Yeah, you know, it's more like coming over this mental it. thing. And I wanted, I wanted something deeper like that instead of like, well, let's just rip his heart out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was so fucking metal. Like it, that it was, was a pretty, pretty cool metal. <laughs> pretty savage. Taking you down, spider crab. <laughs> Crabbies. One organ at a time. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's that's my final feeling is that it did not hold up to my memory. It was not as scary as I remembered it would be. Um, but but there was more depth and and power to it because I'm half remembering a book that I read twenty years totally, ago. Totally, yeah. So so. Th- the important beats of this movie still have resonance for me. Mm-hmm. And I definitely see how this TV movie production fell short of all of that. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Let us have it, Alex. <laughs> Bring us home. Uh, I, you know, it's, I, a part of me still loves this damn movie, even though it's such garbage. I mean, <laughs> given the restraints that work. I mean, you, it's like ABC. There's, it's, hey, if you love it, own it. Own it. I do, but like when you have, and that's why I'm so excited about the future film, because there won't be such like murder by committee. Like a committee will ruin something so fast, and you know, mm-hmm. um, whatever things are in place to keep television shows from being awesome, and you know, networks and stuff are part of the problem here. And I believe a novice director slash, you know. Other like some novice filmmaker was responsible for why this is poop, um, <laughs> but like there are no, a, a Baywatch director, a, yeah, for sure. I mean, at no, best, like literally, maybe. really, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. me, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that, that was yeah. Okay, well that explains a lot, guys. <laughs> um, and the writing was also you know so limited. It's it's like if you were gonna make it a miniseries, fucking maybe. Maybe really make it a miniseries. Let's do six parts or something. I don't know. But, like, that just wasn't the scope of the time. What they do you think, Brett? Should it be longer? <laughs> okay, so. If it was a Ryan Murphy time. world, we could do it. Like, but just it throw it off the deep end of, like, do a, a full, like, HBO 10 episode, like, Westworld it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's what I'm saying. And, and let's come back to your final thoughts, Dalex, because I forgot to bring up. Have you guys heard of Castle Rock? No. No. Like no. entertainment group? Like Fraggle Rock? Exactly. No. <laughs> no. So they're making, Hulu is making a TV series called Castle Rock, which... Yeah, Fraggle will, Rock. <laughs> which will weave together characters and stories from different Stephen King books. Oh. Sort of in the way, what's the Disney one? Oh, uh, once, once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. but for Stephen King stories. Yeah, this felt like but Once Upon a Time with all the hugging. That's what the Dark Tower was supposed to do. Anyway, so maybe we'll get some of that in the Castle Rock series, like a longer exploration of these ideas. That's weird, ah. because... And the Fraggles? Well, anyway. <laughs> no? Like... I will cut you. <laughs> no so, more... Keep it for the Dark Crystal. That's what that's for. Netflix is going to... It's going to bring that back to us. Fraggles. That. Yeah, it's happening. Um, no, I think... Because I'm I'm still living through the book right now, again... 
and you said it earlier, Brett, the strongest and scariest stuff is people and the side stories in the book that relate to the main characters about uh, race and like bigotry and all this and like, you know, misogynistic abuse and all this other stuff is really, really scary and really like part of, I think really part of the story of it. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, the evil that happens in the town and the world is manifested through those side stories and the the shit that the characters deal with or the shit that their parents dealt with. Yeah. Even that scene with her standing there and the three guys like harassing her and the old man just walks away. Like that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of, I don't think it's subtext. I think it's text (laughs) of, of mental manipulation and abuse running Mm -hmm. through this. Also to that chubby kid's mom. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. All, of them, but, all of them were abused. In nobody's going to know that my sister's a welfare yeah. collection or whatever. never go into your dead brother's room again. Yeah. 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 A lot so of mental up. abuse. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of in stand by me as well. Absolutely. Yeah. was. Yeah. This is stand by me part two. So I love it with conditions. <laughs> <laughs> so for what it's worth. Luna is literally watching this at the same time, and she just finished. And she says, it's way too short compared to the book. Makes me want to go back and read it for the 12th time. Dude, you guys are perfect for each other. (laughs) (laughs) That sure sounds like it. All right. So, yeah, that was it. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, If you like the show, this is part of the Last Stash uh, TV network of content. It's this podcast and a YouTube channel that has video game parodies, a cooking show, and lots of other fun stuff. Stuff. Lots of stuff. Um, And you can also follow us on Twitter. We're at Laugh TV on Twitter, or you can follow this podcast specifically. We're at Let's Rewatch. And this time, instead of um, posting a still from the film, we posted a fun picture of Daleks. So if you haven't seen it, <laughs> head over to the Twitter and check out a fun picture of Daleks. Um, Did where, anybody guess the movie? Yeah. So I posted it asking if people could guess the movie from the picture. And um, Dylan, Dylan Musk said <laughs> which is pretty great Elon Musk's evil brother yeah, yeah. said um, what is it that's both a question and my Jeopardy answer which is pretty amazing <laughs> um, and then Strange said it as well so thanks so much guys good job Woo. Mm-hmm. and if you liked this podcast please give us a review on iTunes or Google Play Play, Alex, play, is play. There anywhere we should be seeking out material from Muse? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm like, uh, turtle. Hey, what are you doing with yourself turtle nowadays? Turtle comes on. Come, da- come down and see me at Prank Bar, where I'll be bartending. <laughs> That's about the extent of what uh, you can see me do. It right actually now. sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, well, it comes if you're like, hey, I heard you on Let's Rewatch. I'll make you a free drink. How about that? <laughs> nice. I'm gonna go get a free drink. Yeah. yeah. Um, Didn't you say you have a Pokemon drink? Yeah, we do. We, uh, I won't make you that one because it's really complicated and expensive, but I'll get you something. Uh, it's called a prank at you. <laughs> I'll get you something. It's called water. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you a nice tall glass of dihydrogenoxide. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for you. Stay hydrated. Uh, prank at you. It's really good. It's rum. It's passion flower, passion fruit, OJ, pineapple, and love. Love. This yeah. sounds like my kind of drink, brother. Oh, dude, you'll love it. It's like oh. three ounces of rum, four ounces of rum. It's a lot of rum. Jeez. Yeah, we don't fuck around. (laughs) Awesome. So make sure your podcast feed is up to date and tell your friends. We'll be doing this again in another two weeks. 
Yeah, next time we're going to watch Gonjosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>